0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Beam Voice Podcast or a Videocast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure um, to meet uh, Jermund Dahl, uh, who is a Beam strategist working uh, on infrastructure project at Nurconsult, a very big consulting company in Norway. And he is going to present us uh, an excellence awarded uh, project. Uh, welcome, Jermund. and
1: thank you. Glad to be here.
0: It's so nice to have you here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to learn more about uh, your project and uh, what were the challenges and how, how you fix those.
1: Yeah, sure, I'm glad to, and um, thank you for the invitation and, and happy to share everything about the project
0: and yeah, what you're Very nice. asking about. Cool, um, uh, now I, I will, I will uh, ask you to share your screen and uh, tell us a uh, uh, few words about yourself and yeah, please go ahead with uh, what you want to show us today.
1: Hopefully see my screen now, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Perfect. Um, Yeah, a little bit about myself first. Uh, As you introduced me, uh, I've been working now with BIM for over 10 years. So it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I've been mainly working with large infrastructure projects. So that's my expertise uh, and that's what I'm going to present to you uh, today um i also sit in the the consultancy engineering association if it's called in norway so as a bim expert there and uh, my role in norconsult is divided into two so it's half time doing actual live projects like the the project today uh, and also internally with development in in norconsult uh, and I really like the idea of uh, of a lean approach. So that's my really like my my groundbreaking or that's What I really want to dive more into, uh, learning how to use BIM in a lean way. And as is mentioned here, I also do a studying now for the ISO nineteen six fifty, which I think is a standard that everybody in our branch or or uh, call it the BIM community needs to dive into in the future.
0: Are you studying, like, in, in what sense you are studying? You are just reading yourself and try to understand it?
1: I'm actually doing a course at uh, the Norwegian uh, University, NTNU. So they do have uh, 7.5 uh, study points, uh, study point uh, yeah. within this standard. So it's working together with, uh, in a group with uh, a client and a contractor from E39 project.
0: Okay, that sounds very interesting. Uh, yeah. It's really nice. And uh, do, do you uh, do you pay anything for this course, or it's uh, free?
1: Uh, there is a study fee, but uh, it's I think it's how much is it? Maybe fifty euros or something.
0: Yeah. Okay, so little.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's the first class they are doing now, but they're. Uh hoping and uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they will do more uh, in the future. And I think it's the next one is already scheduled for this autumn, I think.
0: Okay, that's yeah. interesting. And that's yeah. that's interesting, I'll definitely, we derail a little bit, but th- this is a very important topic for our industry anyway. So uh, I'll take the liberty to do that. Um, and why I'm saying this, uh, okay, do you need to go to Trondheim uh, for this course or you can uh, have it online?
1: This is a class that are from the Entenu uh, University in Jøvik, so it's the middle of Norway, uh, and there was one live meeting in the start uh, of uh, on this autumn 2020, but I think it's an online course.
0: Okay. Course
1: now in, in COVID days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Uh, just to, uh, to uh, go a little bit more about this. Um, why I'm also very interested about ISO 9650 and uh, uh, I I recently started uh, doing uh, every day, uh, one hour uh, live streaming and um, and this is the topic actually. Um, and the other tools around uh, ISO 9650, like for example, I, I, I'm trying to focus uh, on, on Plannerly. How can you use Plannerly to implement ISO 9650 in a very friendly way in your company? So I'm trying to combine this. but. I'm trying to understand ISO 9650, and not only that. I'm, I'm going through through the standards from Statsbig, uh, Bani Noor and Vessen and Niewire, and um, it, it's really interesting. Uh, and um, uh, before uh, yesterday, I used to do this live streaming from five to six PM, which was quite difficult for people to join. Uh, but uh, yesterday, I I start. I decided to do it from two to three, so I will start working earlier the day. I will start working at six and finish my work at two. So, I have this hour, and uh, and yesterday I had um, I had a, a guest, uh, Hokon uh, Reiswang. He joined me and uh, we discussed, and it was very, very nice. It's a very yeah. nice uh, way, and i I really hope that in the future I'll get more people uh, joining and uh, yeah, to discuss and uh, to understand it better and see how can we practically implement it in our workflows, in our organizations, on our contracts, and yeah yeah, uh, and, now uh, uh, enough about this, so yeah, yeah. please <laughs> please go ahead with your presentation. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I will do. And just to finish off the ISO standard, the, this project I'm presenting now is being included in our report about ISO 19 and how we could uh, find elements within the project that are according to the standard and how we could further develop and uh, see the potential within the standard. So yeah. Awesome. Ha- happy to share that. Uh, it's delivery date, uh, 15th of uh, February, actually.
0: Delivery date for the documentation for the design
1: and The uh, Documentation or the report within the NTNU study. Yeah.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah Let's uh, look at uh, today's project. So I'm going to talk about uh, the E39 project. Uh, it's a project that I have been working on for two and a half years now uh, and the presentation is from my point of view as a consultant or a designer, um, but of course it's a project together with a contractor, the AF Group of uh, Kielce, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a really important part of it. And and uh, the collaboration between us and with the client, uh, the Roads Administration, is is has been really valuable. And uh, yeah, I hope I'll present a point of view from. Uh, from a consultant but also with the perspective of the contractor as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's important. Like yeah, we, we are part of the team, right? And yeah. that, that should be the norm. But yeah, the the even the the fact that we are talking about this, yeah. it's a sign that we, we need to work more regarding this aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah. Really. So the agenda I'm going to talk about is a little bit about the project of course. Uh, A little about uh, the execution, uh, maybe related to the demands and to the VDC, Uh, a little bit more about the BIM part of it, and try to sum up with a bit about lesson learned uh, at the end. But first, uh, the project is located in the south of Norway. So it's uh, down by uh, Kristiansand. Uh, It's between Kristiansand West and Mandel mandal Est. so here is the project so it's total of 19 kilometers of four-lane highway being built uh, it's five tunnels eight bridges and i think it's it's 47 constructions in total that's are going to be built and wow. you in 2022 so just starting off i'm going to show you our video uh, just to give you a picture of what everything we are been doing and also from the design and and the construction part of it. So, let's start it off. Hopefully you get some...
0: Very nice, very nice landscape, very nice structures. Really, really cool.
1: Yeah, so uh, the project has a lot of interesting, uh, uh, not moments, but perspectives. So we can't cover everything everything today, but I'll try to dive into some more details, of course. Sure. Um, The project has uh, really, uh, has a lot of new, BIM demands or digital demands. So, we early on saw that the, the ambition level for uh, for digital delivery was high. Um, and one aspect is that this is a design and build contract together with the contractor, but it's being designed and built at the same time. So, uh, we need to simultaneously develop models, uh, deliver them to the site as at the same time as the construction site already has started up. So um, we need to make a system or, or implement and BIM simultaneously as we started up. Uh, and all the demands were that we need to deliver a model-based project. So there should be no drawings, uh, and the model is the base for, for everything. And, as you see on the bottom here, then the different dimensions in BIM, it's probably uh, familiar with to, to most of you but, uh, with 4D and 5D and so on, but we really needed to define different dimensions in BIM for us. So it's included sustainability for us as uh, well as uh, operations and maintenance should be included in BIM. And also what we defined as XT a little bit, uh, what, we didn't have a dimension for health and safety registrations, but we included that in a, a XT dimension, and that was like the baseline for us. We need to implement XT within our models or projects.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, before uh, you go further, uh, let's talk a little bit about the client. Who is the client in this case, and what do they want?
1: Uh, the client is the, the New Roads Administration, so it's called Nye uh, Veier or New Roads, directly translated. And and uh, they really go out to the market and uh, set some new ambitious goals for us, for, for the consultants and of course the contractor in this case.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, if you look at the, some of the different demands, uh, it should accommodate BIM Level 3. So, A single unique common source of truth uh, should be implemented. Uh, It should be seamless communication between the different data sources or databases. Uh, We need to establish a web-based viewer that really didn't, it wasn't on the market when we set out to start this project in 2018. So that we needed to develop and also connect project information with the BIM. So make some kind of connection between the BIM elements and also the other project documentation, if you like.
0: Yeah. Are you going to show more details regarding these aspects in the future, in the present, during the presentation, or?
1: I'm going to show you about the web-based viewer and a little bit about the uh, talk about the information structure. But okay. that would be uh, I don't know, a two-hour presentation as well, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll give you some highlights.
0: Yeah, OK, cool. Yeah.
1: And uh, demands for VDC and uh, VR and AR in the project. And as a sum up uh, on the bottom here, BIM shall do a lot more than before. So, like, including LOD or mod majority, uh, yeah, link to quality and operation date, uh, documentation, yeah. It's really ambitious. Nothing else that uh, we have seen before or try to uh, accommodate in at least one project before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds uh, very, very exciting.
1: Yeah, and just to, like, try to set a perspective up to VDC, we, we, you see here the strategic goals of the project. So mm-hmm. it's reduce CO2, uh, deliver on time, and encourage to innovation and digitalization. And uh, the project goals that we have set out is to reduce CO2, of course, uh, reduce uh, the period uh, for construction. And also regarding BIM, we, we have until now reduced the normal amount of drawings by 95 percent compared to a traditional project
0: do you uh, are you including here all the disciplines or are you talking only about the structural work
1: uh, the structure work is hundred percent drawing less yeah, so yeah all the 447 47 is hundred percent so the the, the other five percent is actually the other kind of uh, drawings made for yeah for other disciplines.
0: As you yeah, yeah, like like electrical, it's quite difficult to, uh, it's easier to to show, um, to keep it simpler with uh, with some lines uh, or yeah. maybe some uh, geotechnical, uh, I don't know, but there are other disciplines that are not so easy actually, that's why I, I was know. curious. So for structural actually, everything is like, it makes sense to, if you want to understand it better, build it yeah. virtually, otherwise it's going to be more difficult to build it in reality if you cannot build it virtually, right?
1: yeah so the constructions uh, on the last project was like were one structure and this it's 47 structures so like they asked they needed to step up their game and deliver on all levels 47 and all of the other disciplines needed to like follow their their lead or accommodate the same uh, uh, yeah, development mm-hmm. so like I got some uh, slides from from uh, the uh, VDC uh, chief advisors in RF group mm-hmm. is having the the mentor uh, or having the VDC course now at yeah, NTNU uh, so we just shared some highlights so putting the different demands within the VDC framework so
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also we, here is like uh, same thing I, I really mentioned but you can see that the project objectives are put into the
0: mm-hmm.
1: into VDC end for now, the, met- the metrics are, of course, reducing drawings uh, and delivering model on time, CO2 emissions, and uh, yeah, automate uh, automate design updates. Yeah. A lot of details that we in this project as
0: well. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was a little bit about the project in general. And let's dive into more about the, the execution of it. So. Uh, What we really found as an important uh, baseline was to divide the project or break it down into different work packages. So dividing it in for sub areas and also for the different disciplines. So these packages uh, is the baseline for doing the the progress plan or the 4D plan, uh, and also, sitting down with the contractor, being able to define the different deliverables from the design team. So to accommodate the simultaneously design build, we needed to get deliverables to the site at the same time as we, we mm-hmm. did the design. And by doing that, we made it possible to make deliverables per package with the selected disciplines uh, involved and also delivering their different LODs or mm-hmm. model maturities uh, according to the progress on the site
0: yeah uh, can we uh, can we name these deliveries um, or this plan you put together like did you have a beam execution plan for the entire for the master project for all the structures and after that some sub plans for each uh, structure or uh, or did you use this? Did you, did you have a BIM execution plan in the first place?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, actually the one demand was to uh, deliver a BIM implementation strategy. So the execution plan was a part of that strategy. So uh, several documents uh, describing in really the high level uh, according to the demands and breaking it that well as down into how to import uh, those kind of properties within that model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there was a a BIM implementation strategy and also the the, the overall breakdown structure of the project. Yeah. Okay. Um, So we did make some workflows and I I can't go into details about this, but we we needed to see how we could accommodate this simultaneously design built. So. we need to do plan uh, the ice sessions. And, and this is a sketch me and uh, Inge in the AF group made actually just in MS uh, Paint, but it's really just uh, the trick. So what you see in orange here is the, the different kind of specific ice solutions that we uh, we had. The yellow one uh, presents different kinds. of so last planner uh, I sessions that we did, uh, LPS, uh, and the green ones. It's the different kind of inputs. So on the top uh, right is the BEP, so the BIM execution plan, and with the LOD spec and the design basis, it was mm-hmm. the like the, the, the uh, starting point for delivering different models on uh, different LODs. Yeah, yeah. And of course, uh, yeah, it's it's a big stack of uh, meetings that we needed to. Make the collaboration work with the the client and the contractor. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just included an example of a ice session, right? To to set a goal, set a purpose, uh, and and, uh, set the results of of the ice. So
0: yeah, Uh, if I may ask something regarding um, the the level of the project or how big the project was if i remember correctly like um there have been projects like this but they have been splitted in uh, similar parcels wasn't the case in this project uh, near NEVIRE specifically required that this project will be handled in one as a whole uh
1: yeah this this part of the project is is divided into parcels. So the contract with the, the Neveid is they have like a, their project breakdown structure, and we need to deliver according to that one. But mm-hmm. we needed also to to break that down into our own project structure as well. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a really a key element of the project actually to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Break it down to the smallest unique parts, and also down to the discipline level of the different uh, model maturities.
0: And yeah, I understand. Uh, so this uh, this is an example for uh, IC, right? Which yeah. is which stands for uh, uh, inter concurrent or yeah interconcurrent uh, engineering or integrated, right. concurrent, integrated engineering. concurrent
1: engineering. Integrated yeah. concurrent engineering. So yeah.
0: I, I always yeah. uh, <laughs> spell this wrong. Um, yeah, so uh, the goal, review of the status of all disciplines. Okay, and close yeah. all the open uh, cases, issues and produce, yeah, QA documents. Mm.
1: So we did, as I'm going to present on the next slide here, is uh, issue tracking. So you know, maybe you know uh, Yira, somebody who uses BIM um, Club and BIM Club is what we used for our issue tracking in A39. So- yes. Uh, follow up on different uh, status, uh, milestones, uh, different work packages or areas, and uh, keeping track of everything in a big project uh, that's being stacked and delivered within a, a lean approach. It, it's, it's a must-have.
0: W- would you say that this is a more effective way than just sticking to emails?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the email is hard to provides any documentation for the future, right? So if we need to documentate what we have done, what we have sold, how we the uh, development of an issue, it's you can't do that with emails. It's not effective.
0: Mm-hmm. So you would say that you uh, you saved some time using this tool?
1: Absolutely. And also having the possibility to include the contractor here and the subcontractor as well.
0: Okay. Thank you.
1: And this, uh, as we are in the I sessions, we did also have the possibility with the models to do some uh, validations within VR. So here's just a video from from uh, from the AF group that they have done some evaluation of uh, buildability within a uh, construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just enabling uh, this kind of possibilities, just having the actual B-model with the information, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what kind of tool did they use here?
1: Uh, what is called? Vixel, uh, no, not Vixel. No, it's not dimension Vixel. T?
0: Or, uh, dimension T, dimension
1: 10? T- dimension 10, yeah. Okay. So, Rune call Carlstad, which was on, in the AF group is now at dimension 10. So, oh, yeah. it will probably give you a lot of information about uh, about the solution and also how we they they used it in the I yeah. together with with the subcontractor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's dive in more into the, the BIM part of it. And uh, and you asked a little bit earlier on about the, the information structure, right? So uh, we needed to uh, make our own st- structure to be able to uh, to do a lot of things. One is to use the models for building on the site. So including the right information, it was uh, a demand. On, and also, uh, as on the bottom line here, connect models and documentation on the go. So uh, we defined as it says here some general properties, which are included on every model uh, within a whole project, and also uh, unique discipline properties that are, are more used for actual building it, yeah. And the structured information uh, was then uh, put into an open format. So I wouldn't say normally, but even now, DVG files are the main deliverable in in general for infrastructure in Norway. But uh, of course, IFC has the possibility, even though it has not been standardized enough. Mm So as it was a demand for us with open formats, we saw that we need to uh, use the IFC format, but then we needed to apply a, our own structure to it to make it do what we needed to set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned also the, the viewer. So we needed to um, produce or make our own viewer to meet the demands. And AF group, they, um uh, hired uh, norconsult information systems so it's a subsidiary of norconsult that mm-hmm. is an IT, so, uh, it company and we set out to build a uh, a solution based on autodesk forge so it's, uh, it's, it's the forge it is uh, running in the background and that's the the bim viewer part of this as well so here you see uh some clips from the model so you can see the actual geometry, and you can also see the different types of documentation or call it the XDs. So health and safety registrations are are shown here with different kind of blue markers, Mm -hmm. uh, documentation. So all the yellow markers are documents linked to the model. And also different kinds of reports were generated and put into the model and linked the it together
0: Mm -hmm. so the entire this entire project was inside this interface built with the forge
1: yeah they call it uh, the hub of information is still SharePoint as the case so all the information is put on SharePoint as the call the baseline for the common data environment the CDE, and this viewer is then aggregating or uh, extracting uh, the models, the documentations, and viewing it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds good.
1: Yeah, and just an example of the different kinds of properties that we we, we need to incorporate some general properties, and in this case, it's properties for uh, geology for a tunnel in this case. So, different kinds of property sets and different kinds of information linking mm-hmm. documentation t- together.
0: Yeah. making also, so,
1: also also possible to click an element in the BIM model and then filter and find the different kind of
0: documents. Mm-hmm. So and you always had the most, the latest, most updated version. How did you connect? Uh, like uh, how how what, what was the workflow from modeling to this um, this viewer? Uh, So, you had all the time uh, the most updated version of the model?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good question because uh, we needed to use a a lot of different kind of design tools. You can't just use Revit or Tecla or Novapoint, Quadri. Uh, We needed to accommodate a lot of them. So, then we, we needed to automate a lot of exports. So exports from Revit, exports from no point for example, uh, the IFC file was exported with uh, a virtual robot each night. So uh, I don't know if you know the term, but RPA, uh, Robotic Process Automation. Yes. Yeah. They, we set up a robot to do the exports each night and with, when there were design changes. Uh-huh. Those were then aggregated with scripts into Navisworks files that are then directly synced within the platform of SharePoint and further on to to Forge and Easy Project.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, how was the coordination made? Done, uh, then uh, the coordination check was inside this platform, or did you use Solibri or another tool for that?
1: Uh, the actual clash detection, which is necessary, was done with the works. It, it, it has to be, uh, need to be done there. Uh, okay. as the best tool for this. Uh, but in general, we we delivered different kinds of models on different model maturities or LODs. So each day a new model was published, and you always, I'll press it, I'll show it later on, but yeah. you, you saw the latest MMI or LOD available. And- okay. So that was like the BIM viewer part of it, and I just include an example from from tunnels. So, uh, like every other discipline, we, we put information about uh, operation and maintenance uh, on the on the BIM model, uh, saving a lot of time for the can contractor that usually uh, not normally uh, collect different uh, operation and maintenance data. Uh, we used, in this case, a tool called Gemini, and that's the same tool as the, the tunnel people or contractor use uh, for tunnels. Mm-hmm. And we saw that uh, there were very few conflicts or collisions in the models compared to a, a drawing project when, when, when all the effort was put in one place. Right?
0: Uh, but can you please uh, information to OEM and uh, NVDB? It's a database, or uh, can you explain those? What the, What that is?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, NVDB is the Norwegian road authority's database, database. for asset okay. a database for asset management. So they have set out called uh, cultural uh, object list of each document or object they they, they build.
0: Yeah. Uh, does uh, yeah? I remember. I remember this actually. I, I read not a long time ago on LinkedIn. And uh, someone posted about this, and I asked for a link if there is this is available. And I got the link, but I did not open it to have a look at it. Uh, uh, I'm looking for. So there it.
1: is an uh, API for this database. So different suppliers or tool development uh, companies should dive more and more into that that list because mm-hmm. uh, the road authorities, Nivaire, and the public road administration, Stoltenziavis, is also like that's the like the, their, that's the baseline for their uh, for their asset manage- asset management.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, as as the, uh, the bottom uh, point here is that the suppliers also delivered models. So the, the subcontractors delivered models for all elements in the tunnel and the different kind of technical buildings back to us in design. Um, there's a video so it presents some general properties uh, Mm -hmm. here and some specific uh properties for the tunnel and also information for this uh steel structure you see here and also included what we call the billow quantities Mm -hmm. so it's a description of uh uh, this description of the different kind of elements, and you could do quantities and uh, yeah related to that one. Mm-hmm. So that was included to all the different kind of metals, this kind of structure, and uh, this gives a lot of opportunities, right? So uh, one thing that we saw that for uh, for example for roads that now were delivered on IFC, it made it possible to import those kind of uh, IFC files into uh, below quantities. Uh, in this case, the, per- the program is And we could get the quantities uh, from the model itself. This has been, at least for infrastructure, been done manually for a long time, or Excel reports from different kind of softwares.
0: And uh, how much quicker is it using it, uh, uh, having this workflow?
1: Uh, they could uh, workflow from the design tools to IFC, I think, or
0: no, no, no. To get the, the, the bill of uh, quantity or quantities,
1: uh, it's as we could, uh, include or import several of the IFC files. Uh, this is very effective to get this right summary and also include your own other kinds of quantities who is uh, attached to this kind of uh, beam elements. So it saves a lot of time and it's uh, more transparent and it's the same uh, baseline or same input for everybody. So the mm-hmm. contract get the IFC file, we use the IFC file. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, I remember I did not ask you something regarding this, Uh, all the document, uh, the the plan, your plan, uh, because you you did not call it BIM execution plan, but it was, it it had other names, requirements, Uh, what you planned with the contractor, how to deliver uh, all the deliveries, right? Uh, Did you use any specific tool to handle all all this documentation or you just, uh, how, how did you do it?
1: All the documentation and routines uh, was was uh, made together with the contractor and was shared to the CD, the SharePoint. Yeah. Okay. But uh, the way to to get to the point that we, how do you know what kind of information should be put into the BIM models? That was a close collaboration with the contractor. So. We had a lot of meetings, sitting down with them, going through mall by model, and what kind of information do we need?
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, no, This is a case where uh, when I'm thinking, uh, did you hear about Plannerly? Did you try it? Did you have a look at it?
1: What do you call it? it... Plannerly. Plannerly? Uh, probably not.
0: Okay. It's a platform for, uh, for this uh, and um, for uh, managing. Uh, BIM execution plans, uh, organizational yep. information plans, EERs, exchange information requirements. In this, it's built exactly with ISO 9650 in mind. So yep. it's uh, 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 while you're descri- describing me all this, it's like the same like like BIM Collab. What is BIM Collab doing for issue management? The same yep. thing is doing actually plannerly for um, for plan <laughs> management, if you wish. Yep. So uh, it's really interesting.
1: And I, I, if we had to dive into the ISO standard two and a half years ago, we should, we have probably have done a couple or many things differently and specifying the different uh, information requirements and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's uh, of course a, a, a huge potential there.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry for, I derailed you, uh, you were, if you can go back to the execution, where, uh, where you, you were Hey, where was that? Uh, the video you just showed me before. Yeah. Uh, not not in the video, but uh, outside. Outside of the video, exactly here. What is yeah. that? A microwave or what is that?
1: Uh, that kind of red thing. It's uh, <laughs> it's a beam cask. So it's uh, it's on the top of the triswell bridge. So. You can see that the subcontractor Kruse Smith has made the beam cask with. Uh, they're using Solibri based on the IFC files.
0: Okay, let's project. talk a little bit about this because uh, I'm sure they are not very popular outside Norway. Uh, what is this? Is just a display uh, put in a in a box, or is more than that? Uh,
1: simple as it is, actually just a computer put in a, a safe container. Yeah. Okay. So. As you can't bring a big stack of drawings to the site, you need to access the information. And uh, this has been done a lot in, in buildings uh, in Norway, but it's, it's being an important part on the construction site as well for infrastructure. So It's a uh, normal computer that has the possibility to log on, get uh, design updates. And uh, also, if you need to print something, a detail from the mall, it could, should be possible.
0: Mm. So, this was for, for workers and people on site to understand how they should build the project, right? Yeah. So, so, for a bridge, for example, how many of these do you have?
1: Uh, I don't know, actually. Uh, Is more than one? Yeah, I would expect more than one. Yeah. With 47 constructions in total, but not every being built at the same time, but it mm-hmm. should be uh, several. Yeah. And, one part uh, about the, the IC project, the viewer as well, that could be accessed uh, to Google Chrome as uh, um, no need for installations, right? So that makes it possible to view them all on your phone, your iPad, or on your tablet, compared to other, other uh, tools that needs to be in, installed. And, yeah, could be a potential but, barrier.
0: But, but was that used on the project, like, uh, did the workers, uh, like, can you, can you, could you use this platform you, you built for the entire project in Forge? Could you be, uh, use that at the same level at, uh, you uh, as you are using Solibri, for example, or it was just higher level to understand, not to, uh, to build the building, but uh, the construction, but just to understand how things are.
1: The ec project could be used on every part of the the uh, the project uh, it didn't have the information takeoff when we started the project but so that's why yeah, solibri is great right so you could filter out uh, get quantities uh, fast for mm-hmm. from one ifc file but of course the ic project has been used all, all over the project to to get the information that they normally needed on mm-hmm. the. PDFs
0: yeah uh, but uh, I'm thinking also uh, a level further um, so was this the only um, devices that were used to understand uh, how to build the structures or did you have other other means as well like for example stream beam or dalux these kind of tools that you can have on your phone and more people can use it if, if you know, of course.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think the, the contractor uh, know a lot more about this than me. But there has been used a lot of different tools, of course. So Sulibri is one, and Navisworks is one uh, for the quality assessment lists. Uh, they need probably maybe Daleks is used, uh, and InfraKit is also used, of course, for fleet management. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, for every tool, the, the same basis, right? So it's the yeah. IFC files and the, the specific setting out data produced from from us. So uh, it's really, it's, it's. I won't say it's, it's a game changer. It, of course, it is. But uh, having the same IFC file and the same input for everybody ha- has uh, has been a great value.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um... Let me ask you something because we are talking about IFC now. Before you go further, um, didn't you have any ch- uh, challenges when you were exporting from Revit or different softwares to IFC? Uh,
1: of course. <laughs> so, uh, of where the information is put in the IFC file is, of course, one. Which kind of level? Uh, Which properties should be general for all the different elements? Should it be element-specific, should be Mm -hmm. Uh, model-specific? Of course, models needs to be exported in local coordinations for-
0: Yeah. Oh, I think I lost it.
1: Some tools. For example, Trimble Connect. uh, Of course, the IFC file is uh, IFC format is. uh, We uh, haven't had the possibility to do what we did without it, but of course, the standardization Mm -hmm. has to move along.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's not very easy, uh, and especially because um, software providers are still not are just trying to delay as much as possible um, how much they. Uh, implement the open beam standards actually. So that's that's unfortunately a challenge that, yeah, I hope I'll, I'll see more progress on in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the lesson learned. So let's go, uh, some kind of summary, but we also going to look more about uh, the LOD or model maturity. So as I said, the main progress plan or 4D plan with the different work packages uh, made it really much more easier to coordinate between design and the site. So having that as a baseline was uh, important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The use of pool planning or LPS to coordinate this this kind of deliverables uh, has worked well for us. So, getting the actual dates that we needed to start, the dates that we needed to uh, get the third-party evaluations mm-hmm. or uh, done—all those kind of dates—and working back has been uh, has worked well. Uh, and the different I session has made it easier to coordinate the big picture because when you divide it into different packages, it still to see how one package delay would affect on other ones
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh pardon me but i don't know what pool planning is uh or uh, lps it's in the yeah,
1: lps is last planner system so it's uh as you going to uh lps session or uh, i session you use. Normally, put stickers on the wall, right? So this is the way of putting on the different kind of milestones that you have and working backwards. Mm-hmm. So when they traveled to the moon in, uh, I was 1969, was it?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. Then uh, I think it was the current president. He said that what do we need to know tomorrow uh, to go there by 1969? And then they worked their way back to find what they needed to do uh, accordingly.
0: aha so uh-huh. Okay.
1: That's that, that, like like the the same point of view. So, what do we need to do, uh, know tomorrow to do? today and at the end, you could see uh, when you get to that date, you are on. Are you having then enough uh, enough information or details to mm-hmm. actually the plan that you are set out to do? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the point here with the, the use of model maturity with combination with BIM has. Has been uh, an excellent framework to coordinate different deliverables. So, mm. uh, and I'm going to show you a little bit about more about the the model maturity. So yeah, for, for me uh, it's, if it's, I
0: can uh, can uh, say something, if you can please go back. Yeah, um, LOD. Um, I think uh, I uh, be uh, Brit- standard standards. Uh, what is called uh, British Standard uh, Institute has removed this concept they i think they introduced um a level of information need which yeah, is yeah. meant to replace lod the old lod we had uh, structured so yeah. Uh, yeah
1: and um and there's still a, a lot of confusion i think in at least also in the, in europe and the world as well about development mm-hmm. detail so yeah. The information it is a, a good term.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it makes peace with both worlds in a way. Yeah, so yeah. You, you just define your information however you want and you define it as a client, right? But yeah, going through it and t- see what actually you need and yeah. say that, not, not just say, I want the best BIM. Don't do that <laughs> if no. you're a client. <laughs> Most BIM, I want 500. No, you don't want, yeah. figure out what you need. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it needs to be project specific, right? Uh, of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, so for us, it was a really important guidance tool. So setting up delivery plans and and the plan the progress accordingly. It's uh, uniting risks uh, and having the possibility to to do quality assessments and buildability. So mm-hmm. let's just I'll I'll show you this uh, figure here, right? So for mm-hmm. us more maturity or level of information need is it's what kind of geometry do you need what kind of information you need but most importantly it's the credibility to to those two
0: like what do you mean by credibility
1: yeah uh how much can you trust the things that are designed and how much can you trust the different kinds of information put there
0: mm. oh
1: how, how has the coordination being done to get here. So for us, it's it's to define the credibility, we needed to define what was a not uh, delivered geometry. So what was delivered and what was not delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed to say at which kind of uh, leverage information needs stage, was it done a quality assessment? So the, the contractor, they got models from us on a low, uh, LOD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they could use it, but the risk was to wait and see if it has been changed or something happened during the coordination within NOR Consult. So that's uh, that says something about the risk, and and we also defined what kind of coordination needs to be done between the different kind of levels within the information need. Mm and also what kind of surveying data needs to be uh, delivered within the geometry or non-geometry. Yeah. Yeah. So we made this. This is one example, and it's probably a little bit blurry for you, but uh, for each level on different level information needs stages, we defined uh, the process that needs to be done, the geometry and, and non-geometry, uh, information, wh- how it could be used, and and uh, different kind of risks.
0: So you had different milestones from this, from for, from a delivery perspective.
1: Yeah. So each discipline had different milestones that they needed to deliver, or that were planned. Mm-hmm.
0: okay Okay.
1: Um, but it is really, I think, it's to get a hold of the uh, raw information need or. Model maturity. You need to dive into what. Uh, what is the credibility of th- those two? That's the uh, hmm. my my biggest. Uh, uh, yeah. Was, I have, I found out during the this project and the other ones that we have gone through, and ho- and totally we can see that this reduced the conflicts that we have. Uh, get a united. Get uh, uh, united. Uh, the. the Contains or the constraints of the different uh, MME uh, levels. Mm-hmm. And as I said, the credibility to the solutions were were then increased.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's of course, it's it will be much less friction when you discuss the issues together yeah. and you try to find solutions together.
1: Yeah, and, and you do also standardize the different deliverables. So so you standardize what are the road going to deliver, what are electronics going to deliver on different mm-hmm. time levels. So just visually, within the EC project, it was a filter, right? So it's you could see different kinds of models wow. filtering out on different levels.
0: Nice, neat, very neat.
1: But then you need to know what are included in different levels, right? So you need that, that kind of specification. Yeah. Yeah. You can see that. This was the last uh, interchange that was modeled uh, recently, and the construction is already being sent to uh, a third party called assessment, uh, and the green ones are already being delivered to the site. And when things start to get blue, it's being built. They are built. And uh, there is uh, a study being done by uh, the Norwegian uh, Institute BAE about this about uh, repetitive collaboration? So they also see that the use of more um, maturity or uh, information need is a, a success criterion, actually.
0: Mm. Uh, but uh, so the value of a, a repetitive collaboration from what point of view, like from different companies working together or a standard perspective?
1: It's uh, in this case. It's they have looked into the collaboration of Norconsult and Af Group, the contractor, mm-hmm. on two projects. Yeah. So, mm. uh, yeah. So, like some, some in uh, plus and deltas. It's uh, we have done some metrics, uh, but we should improve those uh, metrics that should be used in the ice sessions, right? And uh, we didn't. Measure on root causes. What? Why didn't somebody deliver something? What's the reason behind that? Why are we behind the, uh, on due date for uh, another discipline model? So mm-hmm. that could be improved for us. And we didn't use what you call breakout sessions. So sitting together, finding a potential issue, going out, try to solve it. That wasn't uh, really effective on our side.
0: Uh-huh, OK. Yeah,
1: so and one part is that, you, in the start of a project, we were sitting together on a project office. But as it, the project team is spread out in Norway, we need to coordinate on teams. So that makes it harder to to like skip between meetings, jump out, be creative, and jump back in, in different environments.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, so like try to
1: uh, sum up here. Uh, as you mentioned, also the project did win an uh, AXE Excellent Award. Uh, the video that I showed you was submitted to the, the Conte, uh, contest, and we luckily won the, the prize for uh, infrastructure medium projects
0: luckily I I would uh, not find that uh, reasonable it's not luck and yeah, no luck at all it was well deserved like you yeah. you 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 dove into the future and you uh, you delivered after the expectations so yeah, uh, yeah. It, it was no other uh, better project from this point of view so it's no luck in that
1: and yeah, no, I mean have to Thank the team because they did an excellent job from all the different designers making IFC files that were brand new to them, and also of course to the contractor and the client, and and also, yeah, making a BIM viewer isn't something you do every day, and uh, delivering a mm-hmm. huge infrastructure project on open formats, documentation connected, yeah, it's it's been a two and a half year sprint. I don't know, yeah. But uh, looking forward to to the finishing years and opening in, opening it in twenty
0: two. So, um, is there any delay in the project, if I may ask?
1: Uh, not that I'm aware of. There are some, uh, like there always are some uh, other ongoing project that you need to coordinate according to. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, how you should the, design the, the, some elements of the project uh, to accommodate future project is also always a discussion. Mm-hmm. But uh, as I know, we are on plan uh, uh, to deliver this project uh, set out in 2018.
0: What about the budget? Uh, I did not look this into, so uh, and I don't want to, I'm just curious. Uh, like, uh, did this approach has any impact on the budget? Like, uh, it. It blew up the price of the project or it, or it, it led to saving some money?
1: Uh, I didn't talk about the, the procurement of the project, but it is a best value procurement. So this means that there is a set uh, 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 a level of the price. So the top amount of price is set by the client and then the contractor needs to say uh, yes or no, I could accommodate or I could deliver on that price. Okay. So uh, um, but it did, uh, uh, what you could talk about is uh, putting more effort into design, right? You need to put more effort into the design process. Uh, you deliver high quality models, uh, f- in most cases, for the first time. So there has need to be development within the different disciplines, yeah. uh, like the construction going from one construction to now 47 uh, on all the other disciplines that hasn't delivered on IFC before. Yeah. So that, that has an impact that we need to put more time into it, but again, that should be uh, an expectation as well from the contractor that, that next projects need, need to be more effective. Then you have the parametric scripts, you have mm-hmm. the standardized uh, deliverables.
0: You have the experience, but uh, even uh, like I expected uh, from like, you will definitely in this kind of approach, you will definitely have an increased price for the design part because you need to put in more effort, more details, and especially when it's something completely new or mostly new, right? Uh, so that makes sense. Uh, but uh, let's, uh, the des- design is a very small percentage of a project, so, uh, and we are talking about only the, the, the building time of the project. Now, it's difficult to look into the future, but my guess would be that having this documentation in such high level detail and such good uh, quality of, of the information is going to lead to a huge savings in the future. Because it will lead to better understanding to get to take decisions. You uh, like everybody managing these projects will have a much easier life to get much better informed decisions and much more accurate. So they won't spend uh, time guessing around. They will have everything they need to be enabled to take the best possible decisions, and that that is priceless. Because what are we talking, uh, right? Uh, we focus so much like building a project. It's like you get drawn into it because you, it's there for a few years. You 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 drown in it, right? Every day you you struggle. You forget about everything else, but after that, you you use that that project for uh, fifty or eighty or ninety years, right? So. Yeah uh if every time when you do something uh you take a de- make a decision based on a much better quality information you will uh, save lots of money
1: yeah and uh, one uh, one element that we need to consider is um what do we optimize for right like the, the, the twist for bridge in the project it was optimized for reducing concrete and reducing concrete can mean that cost could go up but reduced Concrete can also mean that uh, the impact on the environment is lower, Mm -hmm. reduced. So there is an expectation, of course, of building cheaper, but you also need to consider the different variables here that uh, we need probably to optimize on different elements. Like you said, the life cycle analysis uh, Mm -hmm. sustainability. And that, again, could make it more expensive.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, but um, like I believe this is the future. Um, it's difficult to come up with metrics right now, uh, exact, because yeah, we, we, we will look back 10 years and think like, how, how much uh, could, uh, did we save doing this? Because like, what is happening? Uh, just think about the, the magnitude of this project. Like just think about so much information, how it's possible to, get a, to take a decision based on how many drawings do you need to look at to, to, to understand how this project is done? Or, or some structures of this, right? Yeah. And compared, to where you just jump in the uh, in the platform you just built, and you just have a look at it, and yeah, that makes sense, or not?
1: It's a universal language for the building time and also for the operation and maintenance of all. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, so it's very difficult to measure right now, but I'm sure it has tremendous impact in the future. It's going to have tremendous impact. And yeah, let, let's not, we are not even talking about uh, going even further, getting it to a, to a digital twin and try to, uh, and after that integrate with artificial intelligence that will take care, will, will try to prevent things uh, happening and moving from a reactive maintenance to uh, proactive maintenance or what is called yeah. anticipating maintenance, right? So and we are not far away from that.
1: No, i think uh, hopefully that we made an information structure in this project to make it possible to connect documentations and as we move along that we could uh, either use a united structure of information to to look between different projects then the potential is huge and mm-hmm. and i also think that the future that we we could you don't need an absolute structure we could use different kind of structures and like you know, uh, Classification systems mm-hmm. do you, uh, cross classification. Then you could have a different kind of deliverables, and but you could still see the and uh, analyze between those. Mm-hmm. And I think that would has a huge potential. That uh, for example, the, the Niva Air gets now ten project in their portfolio and could cross examine those
0: on mm-hmm.
1: even yeah. with different uh, IFC formats or, or structures.
0: Yeah, and and there is something else happening here. Like, if Neavire got this kind of delivery, it's going to be very difficult for them. They are pushed like all the other projects are forced to just deliver better and better, right? It's uh, difficult to go and look back now. You just need to look forward.
1: Yeah, and for, for us we have raised the bar for us and the the, the the other project that comes along from other contractor and consultants are raising the bar even higher so
0: that sounds amazing that sounds yeah. amazing i'll have one more question for you uh, but yeah. uh, i'm just uh, putting this out if somebody is watching this or listening to this feel free to ask any questions if you if you want uh, any kind of questions is uh, more than welcome um and now i will ask my last question how did you manage you said in the start that uh, like the design started at the same time with construction how do you deal with this problem how do you ensure that the contractor doesn't wait too much on the building site and can start how do you how do you do it with the deliv- with the delivery of of the design
1: yeah the the key factor here is, is the use of level of information need so having the different kinds of package, uh, work packages for one part of the project and then sub uh, dividing it to a different level of information needs. So f- one example is, uh, of course, for doing uh, road construction. So they got information about where they needed to blast or to start their excavating mm-hmm. uh, very early on long before any electronics or water sewer plans were made and the system that we made with the use of model maturity accommodated that so they took the potential risk that something could be uh, changed within the the, the, within the design at us or with external uh, quality assessments
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So this is a complex answer I, I understand that but uh, it's it's a, it's a keystone of the project is actually using the, the level of information need.
0: Mm. Yeah yeah because if you wait until you have uh, the the most advanced uh, or the highest uh, level of information required it's going to be difficult right? So yeah. you just start with uh with uh, with first steps steps right with less detailed uh, level of information right and you build on that.
1: Yeah and the, the contractor could they they provide us feedback along the, along that uh, that yeah. path. So compared to a fully deliverable uh, with a um, high LOD that nobody has seen before, like, like uh, our consultant just yeah looking into futures, just try to try to know what the contractor needs. That's that's not the way forward. We need to collaborate uh, along the way.
0: Yeah. So you so you would say that this kind of contractor contracts are also okay uh, that. Uh...
1: It's, it's a higher stress level, of course, doing the sign belt. And, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it's possible, and finding a good method of doing it would save the, uh, yeah, the, the guy sitting behind the wheel in his car. So his tax money is reduced, and that's, that's the optimum, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, I did not get any questions um so that's it uh, i hope uh, i did not uh, let you uh, become bored uh, and i asked you uh, enough questions uh, through this and uh, i thank you very much for taking the time uh, joining me i really enjoyed and i learned a lot from this uh, and i will uh, following you further uh, to learn more things in the future
1: yeah. thanks again for the opportunity to to bear it has been uh, Absolutely blessed. And uh, I learn a lot from your questions as well. So,
0: that's you. nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Have a nice day.